welcome to the Strategic Hype Podcast. My name is Andrea, and I am a practical encourager here to help you get your yay back in life and business. I'm committed to giving you real tools to tackle whatever's in your way and cheer you on. That's what I call Strategic Hype. Today's episode is an interview with Hannah Keys. She's a productivity strategist and burnout expert who specializes in helping high-achieving CEOs and entrepreneurs build sustainable, human-first businesses that create big impact without sacrificing mental health. With over 23 years of experience in corporate administration and executive support, Hannah has worked with a range of business leaders from Fortune 100 companies to local small businesses, teaching CEOs and entrepreneurs how to optimize their time, improve systems, and help prevent burnout through energy management. When she's not working with clients or speaking, Hannah spends her time traveling, painting, gardening on her tiny farm in rural Oklahoma with her husband Randy, their two dogs, and horse named Alfred. Hey, Hannah, I'm so glad you're here. Super excited to be on. You're smiling so big. It makes me so, so happy in my heart to see smiles. Um, I always like to start every episode when I have a guest telling everybody how we met. And this is the first time we've met, actually, yeah. IRL. So that's a first for the, for the podcast. Um, but I remember you did a presentation for the exchange correct so hannah at the treasury started the exchange last year and we were like yeah we're gonna meet once a month and do all this stuff and then coronavirus ruined our lives it really did but she pivoted so well and did changed everything to a weekly online online offering for like an entire year i don't even know how she did that sounds exhausting to even think of that they handled it very well and the back end planning that goes into stuff like that is um is can be overwhelming. I have a history in project management and events and all that kind of stuff. So the coordination, I was very impressed and super excited to be one of the first people that they brought on. Yeah. And it was, it, it became because I lived alone with my cat and I was like, oh, I get to see people one day a week. <laughs> Even if it's through a screen, it's people I know. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited uh, to have you here. And um, so... I know your bio says you are a productivity strategist and burnout expert. Is mm-hmm. that, did I say it right? You did. Yeah. Okay. I love the word strategy, so I remembered that one. But, um, like, I'm, I'm so curious how you got to that point. What was your story? Did you just burn out one time and be like, that's it, I'm fixing this problem? Or, like, was it a long journey that kind of took you into creating this whole sphere of fixing this giant problem I as a perfectionist would love to tell you that I only burnt out once to get to here (laughs) I really wish I could but I didn't um I burnt out four times um so before you go into that like what do you define as burnout for you burnout for me um is depression burnout is um just general apathy, hopelessness, not being motivated or um, inspired or any type of joy from the simple things I used to enjoy. It's dropping my hobbies. It's Mm. not being able to cook food. It's um, 
generally not wanting to get a bed. It's a lot of the things that are typically associated with depression. And I found in me especially, um, though a lot of people have found depression comes with burnout, I know that when I start feeling that, I've already gone so far that I've missed all the red flags and the warning signs. Ooh, yeah, that is really good. I tend to like, and I'm working, I'm using your skills to help with this, but like I tend to be the person that books tomorrow on today's energy. Oh, yes. And I am notorious for that. And I just looked at my calendar next week and I'm like, Andrea, you need to slow it down (laughs) because you've already overbooked next week because this week you did too much and now I'm tired this week and now I'm already tired looking at next week. So it's like trying to find that balance is hard. But anyways, back to how you, how burnout propelled you into fixing problems. So I originally started my career in Vegas where I was born and raised in the hotel industry and worked my way up from front counters to receptionist and corporate offices, being an executive assistant to, you know, director of administration and working my way up. Um, And that was really where I found a love for helping people fix their mess. Um, I wow was always looking for the problem to solve or the the most efficient way to fix an existing program. I just saw these, you know, kind of puzzles in front of me that I was like, oh, but if you just did this, this thing, this thing, this thing, mm-hmm. it might work a little bit better. And um, so I kind of followed that career track, um, ended up moving to D.C. when I was probably 21 or 22 wow. for a relationship and got into hotels there, ended up working for Hilton's corporate office and working with their luxury brands, planning events for, you know, global hotel operators. And that makes me want to take a nap. (laughs) Managing, you know, schedules for, um, one of my executives traveled the world three weeks of every month. Um, being on call when he was in China and needed something at three in the morning, like just, you know, everything you would imagine from a very fast paced executive type schedule and everything that sounds like would lead to burnout. (laughs) (laughs) It does. If you don't manage it properly. And, um, I didn't, I, yeah, I had spent most of my life and childhood ignoring what I needed and taking care of everybody around me. And that was, kind of the foundation that was just how I knew how to live and it worked great as a child but as an adult it became a recipe for disaster (laughs) it was unsustainable I I just couldn't keep it up and so every three years I would burn out and wow when I left Vegas I was burnt out and I was moving so I had a good reason to leave and take some time and um throughout all of that career track I was always doing something on the side so when I was in Vegas I was designing um, custom cakes and doing wedding cakes and taught myself how to decorate with fondant and done all of this stuff. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then when I moved um, to DC and I didn't work for a little bit, I taught myself how to code and do web design. Now was all of that extra stuff on top of the stressful job, was that like interest-based? Was it like I just have boundless energy and my interest or like how did that or was it like to try to balance some of the stress that you were finding in your day job? I think part of it was trying to balance the stress but I've always been a really creative person Mm -hmm. and I felt really stifled in the corporate environment. I felt like I had to be a portion of myself. I could never be. Wow. Um, 
and my creative thinking came out in you know solving problems and strategy and that kind of thing. But there was always a side of me that wanted something that felt good mm-hmm. and creative stuff always felt good. And so wow. um, for a long time it was, I just need to get out of corporate work and be a designer or do something that I can use my creativity all day because it'll feel good. And then I did. When I moved to Oklahoma, um, I was going through a divorce and I moved here to start over. Packed everything I could fit in my So time. why did you choose Oklahoma? <laughs> so um, I didn't know anybody in Oklahoma. That's that was, wild to me. That's <laughs> partially why I chose it. Wow. Um, my dad was um, born and partially raised in Tulsa. So I grew up okay. hearing about Oklahoma a lot. Um, none of the family that we stay in contact with was here or mm-hmm. um, anything like that. And I just knew a lot about it. And so I flew out here once and spent the day. That's so daring of you. Yeah. Um, And then was like, I can afford to live there. The cost of living's right. Cashed out my 401k and started over. Yeah. Bought all new furniture when I got here. And wow. Yeah. It was an adventure. Sometimes um, people will say, oh, that's really brave. And to an extent it was, but it was also me running. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. avoiding the problems that had come up. And I start, as I look back now, I can see that every time I burnt out, I would just run to start over because I got away from whatever was stressing me out. And so um, I can look back now and see that at the time it was like, well, this isn't working, so I'm just going to go do something different. But then looking back now, you can see how the patterns all started repeating. And I think that's why it took me so long to figure out what was happening Mm -hmm. was because I would completely change my surrounding and I would be so busy learning a new city and learning a new people, learning a new job. You just distracted yourself, which I have never done. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So you started, when was it that you started to see and observe the pattern that it was like, hey, burnout, crash, start over, burnout, crash, start over? Was it like when you got to Oklahoma? It was around the time I got to Oklahoma. Um, I started here, did my graphic design full time. I had gotten a book cover through HarperCollins and was starting to get some like big clients and yeah. have consistent work. And um, then some of the same problems started cropping up in my own business because once you go full creative, it's not all full creative. There's no. the admin and there's the project management and oh, yes, all of that feel comes that. up again. And so it was when it started happening in the world, I thought that if I built my own world, that all of those problems wouldn't follow me, that they wouldn't show up if I built it all. Oh, man. And that was so wrong. It was so not true um, because I wasn't, I hadn't learned the lesson yet. I hadn't figured out what was causing all of it. And so that was when I really started to notice it. That was when I moved here. Wow. I just, I'm almost offended by that because (laughs) I could so resemble it if I'm not careful. And, and there have been times where I have been like, just, I am on the go. Like I am on, and it took the pandemic for me to, to realize how much quiet and space and slow pace of living I actually needed and so oh man I'm just like cringing because I can feel it and so I think it's interesting you're like if I if I create my own world it will be perfect (laughs) and then we're the masters of our own downfall right yeah exactly so when when you started to burn out in Oklahoma like was there what was the aha moment or that thought process if it was longer that you were just like, I have to fix this problem for myself. And 
was it something where you're like, I can fix this for other people too? Or walk me through that. So I ended up getting a nine to five traditional job to supplement my income after being on my own for about a year. Mm -hmm. And I was still trying to do both at that time. And I think it was 2016, I started seeing a physical therapist because I was having a lot of pain Mm -hmm. in my hands and in my shoulders and my back. And I got diagnosed with carpal tunnel. Oh, And for someone who was trying to build a business on hand lettering, which is all just motor skills and being very detailed, and I couldn't hold a pen or pencil still anymore. And so, like, I had this massive, like, quarter-life existential crisis because I was like, I have built all of my goals on being able to do this thing for myself as a business, and my body's just like, nah. (laughs) <laughs> not bro, we get like <laughs> like this is not oh, gonna happen man. for you and so I I was in denial for a little while and then I finally sat back and I was like I've been doing this career thing in the corporate world for like 10 years at the time and I was like this is not a terrible skill set I have like I don't have to run away from this there's got to be some value in this that would translate to me still being my own boss to me still Mm. doing these things and that was when I really dove in and started like okay I've gotten this far and I've ended up building these two separate worlds because they were very separate um what's the commonalities across all of it What's the commonalities in me that has gotten me here now that I had started seeing those patterns and I went into another full-time job and they started resurfacing again. And um, I have to credit my husband because I met my husband here um, just a few months after I moved here, which is bizarre. And I was not looking for anything at the time, but I met him and um, he's my longest relationship. He is he is in Oklahoma is the place I've been the longest since I moved out of home. Wow. Like I moved regardless of what state I was in, I moved every three to 12 months for 10 years straight. Like I just never did anything consistently except for my career and art. Like those were the two like constants. And so being here, being with him and having to not run away again when that three-year mark hit, like I have to credit him because it wasn't easy either internally or for us as a couple, but Mm -hmm. that that was like the catalyst of me like starting to put all of this together into what is now Hannah Keys and productivity strategy and all of that. Like that was wow. where like my hands went out on me and yeah. like I. So did you like, it sounds like you were moving in these three year swings. Yeah. Was when you were in Oklahoma and you hit that three year mark, did you start to like freak out a little bit was there something that's like something it's time to change it's time to move it's time to run it's time to yeah it was um and that was when we together came up with the like we always have to have a trip that we're looking forward to because Mm, it's the only thing that kept me from like losing my mind was to get out of my current circumstance and just let my brain shut off and um I'm very impressed at how we've survived the pandemic without such a thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that at that time, that like three to five, five year mark, we had a trip every six months or so, even if it was just like a weekend drive where we wow. got away with the dogs or something Yeah. that kind of got me through. And I was able to learn the lessons and put things together and do the work on myself 
to see all of it and how it had added up to get me here and how I was able to like pull it all back apart yeah and see all the different pieces and how they went together and I mean I don't know everything I mean I'm still finding you know sure some of those root causes within myself but but like what a what a clever way whether it was intentional or accidental like to say instead of running let's plan an escape but we're still coming back like I think that's genius it's like you hacked your own system (laughs) (laughs) I did I find a I don't even think it was me I think it was him I think it was my commitment to him. I think if that hadn't been there, I'd have left. I mean, I never planned to stay in Oklahoma. I moved here and I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, see how this goes see if I find, you know, a community. And if not, like I'm headed to the mountains, like Colorado or the Northwest, because like the mountains is what I associate with like home and comfort. And that was my escape when I was in Vegas. And wow. So props to Randy. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, bud. Um, so how would you say, that you started to get your yay back after you moved to Oklahoma and you were, you felt that three-year itch, that, that burnout coming on. So I quit my full-time job and I... Well, that'll do it. <laughs> I um, started doing part-time work um, kind of as a personal assistant for a local family and started working on this thing. And it was the first time in my life that I had truly focused on like taking care of me first Mm -hmm. and then everything else came second and not in like a selfish way but in a like I need to physically work out I need to physically eat three meals a day like I need to focus on like the necessities of you know human sustenance to get by and when I did that I saw the pain in my hands go away I saw um, my energy increase. I, you know, unintentionally lost weight because I had so much stress that my body was just like holding on. It wouldn't do anything other than survive. And so that was when I started kind of, kind of seeing all of it. That's amazing. And I think it feels counterintuitive to say no to everything else but yourself for a bit. But I mean, I realized even just yesterday I've been self-employed for just a couple months, but even yesterday I I was thinking like, I think I'm sleeping better and eating better and more at peace because the intensity of the stress that I allowed myself to be in, in a really difficult work environment, is just not there. And you take for granted how much creativity it sucks from you and how much physical energy, mental energy. And like, like I said, even through the pandemic last year when I was alone, I started to find, and this is another episode, shout out to me, uh, Quitters Club, but like I realized how much more time I needed, but I realized too how creative I was able to be in just solving everyday problems, Mm -hmm. which is such a weird thing. It doesn't feel like, like you get stuck in that hamster wheel of like nine to five, Monday through Friday, four days a week, I was doing like networking or events or friends or whatever and I did that for like three years yeah and then I hit the wall in the pandemic and I was like I am alone all the time with myself and I don't know that I love the company (laughs) but just being forced to slow down was one of the healthiest things that I think I could have done because it just gave me so much freedom yeah and mental capacity and it's hard to even explain that like what it feels like for your brain to have room to wander 
It's such a wonderful feeling if you haven't had it either in a long time or before. And the flip side of that is as humans, if we do any one thing for a while, it starts to become routine that you forget all of the things it has solved. And so you start doing that for a while. And this is kind of what I did. I did it for a while. And then um, I went back into a high pressure job and all of those things slowly started to fade away. And I'm like, well, I feel so great. I don't really need that wow. right now. Uh-oh. And I mean, there are, you know, memes and stories on Reddit and on the internet of people who, you know, are taking life-saving medicine every day for years and years and years. And eventually they're like, hey, doc, like, do I still need to take this? Like, I feel fine. It's like, well, yeah, but if you stop taking it, you won't feel fine anymore. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes along with taking care of yourself and that, um, physical self-care and priority if you don't do it because you think you're fine now because you've done it for so long all the things will start to pop back up again yeah and you find yourself without boundaries it's like you know it it really is just boundaries it's like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stay the boundaries provide safety they provide a lot of freedom but without boundaries we get into that space where it's just like we go crazy Everything is possible, so I have to do everything, and then I'm tired and sad. (laughs) It just sneaks in, and it's so hard to, like, navigate how much is too much and how do I plan my day, and, oh, yeah. So your business, your productivity specialist, strategist, I'm I'm reading it. I'm still getting it wrong. (laughs) Productivity strategist, burnout expert. Which is like maybe the coolest title ever, but like, what does that mean in the day to day? And like, tell me about how you started your business. So originally I started my business with time tracking and, um, I knew that time management was important and I had been managing other people's schedules for so long that at first I didn't realize this like unconscious thing that I was doing analyzing them and where they had their highs and their lows and certain types of activities, phone calls, meetings, projects that would, um, you know, when you come out of something and you're just like, oh, that was too much. Like I just didn't have the energy for all of that. Or even if you did, when you went in the project itself or the call itself or the day of events or networking will exhaust you. And so I would pick up on these things about the people I worked for and I would, you know, within boundaries either they gave me or that we created together, I would then manage their schedule and place everything for them based on this stuff to make their lives easier. My whole job, like my whole pitch whenever I would interview is I do, you do what you do best and I do everything else. Like I make sure that you can do that. that's smooth. Like that was my thing. (laughs) And um, it worked. Yeah. Every job I ever interviewed, I got. So you're hired. So like... (laughs) Did you kind of pick up on patterns like across, like, so you were working for over several years, multiple people, high level, high stress, high pressure. Did you start to kind of see patterns? It sounds like you saw patterns for individuals. And then did you kind of zoom out and say, this is the same for everybody in these, you know, couple ways, or was it very individualistic? I think probably within the last two years, I started seeing how it could apply broadly. Mm-hmm. I had been looking at it from an individualistic perspective for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that 
even still, it's very individual. I don't try to apply the same thing across the board to different people because whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, whether you um, have high stress or low stress, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, like there's so many different things that go into someone's energy and their time that there are tools that can be applied across the board and Mm -hmm. skills, which is where I try to focus um, walking people through you know, figuring out what their foundation is. And then these are the tools and the different things that you can apply to see what works really well for you on an individual perspective. Yeah. Um, I mean, that makes sense because something that gets me excited is going to make someone else bored or very, very stressed. Yeah. What makes me productive and what gives me energy could be everything that you despise in the world. Like it's, yeah, it's so different. Um, and you're going to find commonalities across different people, but I, I try to keep it as individual as I can, because at the end of the day, we all change even from person to person, but in ourselves, I mean, the person I was when I started my career or when I moved to Oklahoma is not who I am today. And the things that worked for me then, they don't always work for me now. Some of them have translated, but even, you know, what works for me in the winter time doesn't work for me now, now that it's spring and there's other Mm. responsibilities that have come up and being on a tiny farm, there's outdoor things to do that we don't do during the winter. And I have to, you know, shift to fit whatever's going on or being required of me in that season. Holy cow. That's so wise. Wow. I'm learning things already. I'm like, wow, maybe winter was slower for me. (laughs) Oh no, no wonder it's spring and I'm tired already. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Hannah, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the specifics of taking care of our own energy needs, scheduling for our energy and all of your hot juicy tips for, um, productivity. Awesome. When people ask about your business, what do you say? How do you describe your products or services? Are you selling yourself short because you just can't put it into words? You're good at what you do, but it's not always easy to communicate that with simplicity. I'll help you clarify your mission and communicate your value with a hype kit. This process will help you cut through the noise and share the very best of what you do. For all the details and the good stuff you'll get out of this process, email me at Andrea at strategic-hype.com to get yours today. Hey friends, if your to-do list is overflowing, you need to meet my friend, Rebecca Mills. She's a virtual assistant that will take your to-dos and turn them into done. She helps business owners and speakers prioritize their lives and focus on their area of expertise. Rebecca uses her natural eye for detail, her creative problem solving, and delivers excellence every time. Whether you need podcast production, social media management, or creative processing, Rebecca is ready to help you achieve more. Check out the show notes for her contact info and book your free discovery call today. All right, we're back with Hannah. We've had a nice bathroom break. Everything's good. I hope you enjoy the ads. The one ad to, I don't know how many are in here. Um, So Hannah... I think when I was in the exchange and you gave a talk, we talk, uh, you talked a lot about scheduling to fit your energy, like your physical, how you feel throughout the day. And I love that. That made me think so differently about my time. Now I've had, um, 
some time the past two years, I've been doing more of like my uh, menstrual cycle tracking, mm-hmm. which was mind blowing. I think that needs a whole episode, but like how that affects your energy every week of the month is very, very different. And yeah. being aware of that flipped my brain upside down. It got all squishy and weird um, in my brain, but it helped so much. So then hearing you talk about your daily energy, I was like, oh yeah, we getting down to the nitty gritty. Like <laughs> let's, let's focus it down. So step one, before we know we have to pay attention, right? So yeah. what is the first step for people who want to get better about getting rid of that burnout and increasing productivity just in day-to-day life? I hazard to lump those two together because while some of them are similar, addressing burnout and addressing productivity, I feel are very separate things because you can treat the symptoms or you can address the symptoms of burnout, Mm -hmm. but you also have to address the root cause. And productivity is more fine-tuning once you know about yourself. Ooh, okay, yeah. Um, When it comes to burnout, my number one thing is focus on the basics first. Like, moving. It doesn't even have to be exercising. Moving, eating food, getting enough sleep. Those just physical foundations have to kind of get into play because you're going to have to make some tough decisions because with burnout, your decisions got you where you are. And if you keep making the same decisions Ooh. over and over again, you're going to end up in the same place. And that's what happened to me. That's yeah. why I did it four times. Yeah. Um, so addressing burnout is is layered. And there's the sure. physical side of it. There's the decision side of it. There's the the lifestyle and the people you surround yourself with. And there's, there's so much that goes into it. But I would say my advice on that is start with the basics. basics yeah. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. You're eating. Drinking water. Drinking water. Like all of those things that we all know we're supposed to right. do that are really difficult that we to ignore because we have the freedom to do so. <laughs> we do. And we think it'll be fine. Like I'm, yeah. I'm still going. Yeah. I'm not dead um, yet. So it must be okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's kind of like this you know, line of thinking that's been just pounded into us. As long as we're still moving, like it'll all be, oh, it'll man. all work itself out. And yes, but there's also a lot of other stuff that can happen if you don't fix it. Well, there's this, um, PDF on the internet and I don't know who made it. I don't know where it came from, but I have it saved somewhere in my computer and it's like, nothing's working. Everything's falling apart. Here's your restart plan. And there have been multiple times where I look at that and they're like, have you showered in the last 24 hours? Have you eaten a healthy meal in the last 24 hours? Have you had eight glasses of water? Did you sleep at least six to seven to eight hours last night. And it is so basic, it feels almost offensive. It does, it does. (laughs) But it hurts your feelings because you're like, no, I didn't do those things. Let's not talk about it because I know I could fix it. Well, and it is difficult to admit that you are not not taking care of yourself at all, but like these things that seem so easy that should just be like, not even a thought in your brain. Right. They feel like climbing mountains. And especially once you're burnout, if you deal with the depression side of it, or even if you don't have burnout and you're just dealing with depression, like those symptoms are the same. And that mountain, when I'm really depressed, I can't even brush my teeth. Yeah. Like I just, like it feels so difficult and you have to balance like 
do I just let myself not for a little while and build up the energy or do I force myself to do it anyway? And that's, there are so many more qualified mental health experts to talk about (laughs) that part of it, but like it's, it can be so difficult. And then there's a lot of shame that comes with that, not Mm -hmm. being capable of taking care of yourself. Yeah. That it's it's a deep hole. And it just feels so, it, you feel like you're less than you're not good enough because Mm -hmm. a, because you can't do the simple things, but B it's like, I should be invincible. This is what America is telling me. I can do everything and never sleep and never eat because I'll just have an extra cup of coffee. And when I get tired, I find myself going, I'll just have one more cup of coffee. And I'm like, that's not going to fix the problem. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it, it's hard to go against it. Cause it's all, it almost feels like your brain knows, but your heart's like, I am better than this. Why have I fallen off the wagon? So there's shame, there's guilt, and then there's like, I failed on top of it. It's so gross. Oh, see, for me, that's my ego. My heart's not. My heart's like, go outside and sit in a hammock and watch the t- your horse's tail just go like this at the flies for a half oh an hour. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> my ego's the one over here telling me, you need to be perfect. You need to do that better. You could have started earlier and maybe finished earlier and you could have gotten three more things done. Yes, and that yes. side of my brain, yeah. Maybe, it, and again, to be that girl, um, it's my Enneagram 8 showing. It's just like I bypass feelings and I just go to my guts. And I'm like, when I say heart, I'm like, that's just how I feel. But that's, like you said, could be yeah. ego. Um, so on the productivity side of things, where do we start? Truly, you have to start with knowing yourself. If you don't know yourself, you can't see the patterns yet. You can't, you know, you have to be able to identify What makes me feel terrible after I do it? What makes me feel excited after I do it? What makes me feel excited during but tired after? Like all of these different things. Because for me with productivity, especially using energy management, which is the approach that I come from, it's, it's almost like hacking what's already there, figuring out how to use these things to your advantage without having to do any extra effort. Because every step of effort is energy that goes out the door. It's why as entrepreneurs, you were saying earlier that, you know, without boundaries, this endless freedom becomes overwhelming. And the same is true. Even if you take care of yourself really well in business, you have all of these decisions to make and all of these opportunities that it becomes overwhelming. And that's why you hear people say, you know, Steve Jobs wore the same outfit every day. And these type of, you know, high performing people in the world, they put these really strict boundaries on really basic things to eliminate the decisions and with energy tracking and the way that I approach that it's very much what can we put guardrails on that make not only your life easier but are are a decision you just get out of the way oh my gosh I am like so (laughs) geeking out right now I have uh, over the years I've become way more minimalist in my clothing and in what I own I just I Every couple months, I just throw buckets of stuff away or I give it away because I'm like, I don't want to accumulate stuff just for stuff. Yeah. Because it clutters, your your space is cluttered, it clutters your head. But even more recently, I've been, and I have this in my notes app, I look at it every day, um, and it just says, like, what are decisions I can eliminate? And for me, it's like, I have the same exact breakfast seven days a week, and it is a protein shake, and it is the same flavor. It has the same four ingredients, and it's like, I don't think about it. It's automatic. I do it. Yeah. I wake up, my morning is automatic. I just yeah. do it. 
Um, I have three pairs of leggings and like three sweatshirts. <laughs> and when I'm at home, that's what I wear. I'm wearing this shirt. If Jansen, if you're listening, I'm wearing the same shirt that I wear every time she sees me, my business coach. It's just, I don't want to think about it mm-hmm. because it, it's another way that I can give space to my brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm a person that's always in my brain. I live in there, you know, there's yeah. a lot going on, but so I really want to talk about energy tracking okay? because it is so smart and I heard you talk about it and I was just like, mm. why have I not thought about this? But also why has no one else told me about it? Like, why are we, I'm like 38, 39 years old and I'm like, what? Someone's been keeping secrets from me. Um, because of some, I am someone who is always trying to improve the process. Um, I almost can be obsessed with improving that productivity and that's a whole nother podcast about what I'm learning in my day to day now that I work for myself. But, um, how, tell us about energy tracking, what that is and how to take that first baby step to use that to our advantage. So for energy tracking, really it is. With my one-on-one clients, I walk them through every hour and I have a platform that they go into and one through four, how's your energy? How's your focus? How's your motivation? Wow. Every hour of, you know, from, you know, when they wake up until they go to bed for about four weeks and really being able to look at that and go through an analysis process. And typically I combine that with their time tracking and we can identify, you know, patterns and things like that. But with energy, it's really seeing where their natural is. And the fastest way to do that without going through the whole process, because it can feel very daunting, um, is look at when you go to sleep mm-hmm. or look at when you get tired every day. Because regardless of whether you go to sleep when you're tired, your body is going to have that kind of downswing at the same yeah. time every day. Yes. And look at that and then look at the rest of your day. That's a really good starting point because a lot of people are very focused on when they get tired because they don't want to be tired. They want to keep doing something. <laughs> they want to keep Guilty. going. I want to keep watching the murder show that's on TV. <laughs> that's me, 8.30 every night. Exactly. And so from that point, from 8.30, we look back in um, like 90 to 120 minute increments, mm-hmm. which is the basic rest activity cycle, mm-hmm. BRAC. And your body naturally goes through this cycle throughout the day and it also aligns. It's where the REM cycle comes from and you can see where you peak and valley throughout the day Mm -hmm. in these kind of two hour increments. And for myself, I can track back. I typically get tired between eight 30 and nine, seven o'clock is normally when I eat dinner. It's when I'm coming down off of work and doing outside chores and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and track that back and, Typically, every two hours, you'll track back to where you wake up. And even if you sleep in, you'll kind of see where your body normally wakes up um, at different times of the day, if you stay up late or anything like that. And it kind of gives you just kind of a base to start looking for the patterns and understanding based on things that are easily easily identifiable if you're not already paying attention to those patterns. You guys can't see it, but my eyes are like so big right now. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And now I did this when I think it was, of course, time is a blur in my head. It's almost irrelevant. But like, I think it was a summer mm-hmm. when you talked about this in the exchange. And I have not done it. I have not done that energy tracking. Um, I got the PDF. And so I was going through. But yeah, I'm very excited to 
get get that out and and start tracking my because I am a very very much a morning person. Yeah. Now it's shifted a lot. The time of everything has shifted now that I don't have to be anywhere at mm-hmm. eight a.m. Um, I used to be that I'm up at five or five thirty every morning, and but that was because I was selfish with my morning. I was really really on in the morning, and so I wanted to make sure I got the best part of my day, and yep. so I would gift myself. That's some of the best advice I've ever heard. I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert on the Hello Monday podcast um, by LinkedIn. And she's like, give yourself the best part of the day. And I was like, yes. And you talked about that too. Mm -hmm. So like, what are strategies we can use to like in the ebb and flow of the day, what are strategies we can use once we see those patterns? How do we start changing things around to maximize our own effort? For me, I would start with breaks. Um, Really, when you see those dips happening, especially like almost everyone feels like a just like absolute like plummet somewhere in the mid afternoon, which is where your kind of biggest low is going to come. Just step away. Take five minutes. Yeah. Even if it's just walking a loop around your house. I mean, we've been helping my dog recover from his second ACL surgery in a year. And when it rains outside, we just have to walk loops in the house. And it's, it feels silly, but it, it helps just moving your body. Um, and there's lots of different types of breaks you can take depending on what you're working on at the time. Sometimes it's a brain break. Go do something that takes all of your focus. It can be doodling a really intricate pattern. It can be doing a Sudoku puzzle. It can be, you know, doing a, a page in a coloring book or something that takes your focus that you have to pay attention to, to stop your brain from running in circles around everything else that's going on. Um, and it can be going and filling up your water bottle. I mean, just taking a few minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you're capable of doing during that lull and get your brain to reset. It's helpful if you're on a computer all day long, giving Mm -hmm. your eyes a break, like all of those things, starting with just little increments, massive change all at once. It's really difficult for us. And so starting with little pieces it's easier to implement and you can usually tie it to something you already have going on in your day. So it becomes easier to implement. Yeah. I've found that just from personal experience, the past three weeks I've been using a Pomodoro technique Mm -hmm. in my writing work because it's hard for me to get started, but it's easier to say you only have to work for 25 minutes and then you get a break. In the break, I'll do yoga stretches or fill up my water bottle or even just do a different task, even if I don't get up out of my chair. Yep. I'll continue the grocery list I started that day. but do, And it feels so counterintuitive, right? It feels like I can't stop working because I'm in the zone and I'm getting things done. But I've found that when I take a break, I'm more motivated to jump back in and like crank it out and do the work, especially in the afternoon. Because for me, again, my best time is in the morning. I give that to myself. So I usually don't start my work day until 9 or 10. And then I am doing the busy work because I don't want it to be distracting to me. Get rid of it. And I start the client work usually in the afternoons or late morning. And to know that there's a break and you only have to do a little bit is almost, it almost is incentivizing the work because you're like, I just have to do a minute. And then once you get going, it's easy to keep going. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about the Pomodoro technique is that you can flex it to be what you need it to be. Sometimes it needs to be a five or 10 minute spurt or a 20 minute spurt. Mm -hmm. And then you can work your way up. I mean, you can do full on 45 minute or 90 minute spurts with breaks in between, depending on your level or your intensity or the project. And it, my favorite thing about productivity is 
the tools and the skills because that is what is applicable across the board and having tools and skills that can flex to an individual person's needs. I mean, it's... Yeah, you can do so much and everything is flexible. Like, it's like learning the system so you can break the rules to fit what works for you. Exactly. The boundaries are there, but then there's a lot of space to figure out what works. And like... Here's a life hack for everyone. If you go on YouTube, there are like Harry Potter Pomodoro timers. <laughs> I'm not joking. I so love it. it'll be like music for, uh, and I'm sure there, there's probably Star Wars ones too or whatever you're into, but I, I love those. I'll turn on and it's music. And then when it's time to switch tasks, the music changes. And I'm like, oh, it's still soothing. And I'm still thinking, I got a Harry Potter vacation coming up. So I'm like in it, right? To win it right now. Yeah. But like, there's so many things out there to help you. And you just have to be curious, I think, to to try new things. But if it doesn't work, don't give up. Like, just try something else until you find what works. Yeah. Along those lines, this is another fun hack for those Ooh. of us who like to cook but hate the process of boiling water for pasta. Berea has a spot list, Spotify playlist that are the exact length of time you need to boil the water and cook what? the pasta. I know. It's like the best hidden secret ever. Um, that's so, so fun. Yeah. Everybody check Wow. Out. I hate cooking, but that's a cool thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm, I'm like tempted to go in two different directions here. Okay. Burnout or the productivity. Let's talk about burnout. If somebody can feel those signs, let's say they're self-aware. I am not that self-aware. I usually am already sliding into burnout by the time I realize. Same. But um, what are things we can do to put, what are some guardrails we can put up to like avoid getting to that point? We're like, oh no, I'm already falling in the black hole. Some of the biggest red flags that don't seem like red flags for burnout is excessive joy in just like never stopping work. Like being so into a project that you just don't want to stop and you work 14 hours a day and you're like, I love this so much. I never want it to end. You're going to hate it in like seven days. About a year and a half. (laughs) Depends on the person. But for me, it's about a year and a half. Um, But yeah, that, that itself. And it's, it's hard to do when you are super passionate about something. I am the type of person, no matter how self-aware I am, if I am super passionate about something, I can do it day and night. And like, I'll get that second boost of energy right around five thirty, six o'clock in the evening. And I can become a night owl real quick. Um, but noticing that and remembering that taking a break from the work is just as productive as continuing to do it. Being able to set it down and come back to it gives you more time to think. Uh, a lot of us that are strategic or creative thinkers, we come up with our best ideas when we're not working. Yeah. Give yourself that gift of being able to step away and you might think of, learn, come up with something that is better than your original or complements it, gives you a step further or is a new way to implement or whatever it is you're working on, that, that rest is productive. Yeah, and it, it is so hard to stop when you either have a deadline or when you want to just keep going. Mm-hmm. And for me, the podcast does that a lot. I'm like, oh, I can just do one more. I can just, you know, or even I, I think of the books that I want to write. And 
oddly, what helps me the most is nighttime showers for my brain, which I don't like to shower at night because I have curly hair and it ruins the vibe. (laughs) It like throws off my whole curly girl schedule. But like showering at night and long drives are the best brain space for me. And none of those are convenient for Mm. what I love. Yeah. Because it feels like a waste of time. But really having that space has been, I get more out of that than I would working an extra hour. And it's a paradigm shift, you know, like there is a week not too long ago where I wasn't feeling well and I did not have COVID, don't worry. But like every day at 2.30, I just quit. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to take a nap. And there were a couple of days that week where I would get up at, you know, four and then work till 5.30 or six. And I actually got more done, but it feels like, oh, I'm doing, this is bad. This is going to come back and bite me in the butt. Well, we've been so conditioned to believe that productivity is never stopping. Just, just pushing through the Ooh. wall, breaking the, breaking the brick wall down. It, we've been conditioned to believe that if you never stop, you'll get more done. If you never stop going, Man. you'll get to the more that will make you happy. Like that's this. And I kind of feel like the black sheep of productivity because of it, because I'm like, no, don't do that. Listen to yourself. Like, yeah. what do you need? Um, because I've done the more, I've done the pushing, I've broken down the brick walls and gotten to the next one. And it always ends up with me on the ground having to take three or 10 steps backwards yeah. to remember why I started to begin with. And that's why living from your values is so important. And it oh, goes girl. right alongside with productivity. Yeah. And I think there's an illusion that the next thing will be the thing and it never is the thing, mm-hmm. you know, like that next level, that next wall we break through that next, but it's like part of the joy of living is the journey. And if we just, I was so guilty of this in my twenties, I would just work, 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 work. Cause I was like the next thing and the next thing and the next, I was addicted to the idea that I was, the next thing was my breakthrough and I never got, anything I just got tired (laughs) and like I yeah I learned a lot I did a lot of cool things but I was exhausted I was living on energy drinks I never slept and I was just like what a waste of that energy that I had you know like yeah it it's so hard to retrain our brains but you know I'm at the stage now where it's like I really cherish the quiet and the slow and every time I test those theories like that you say working with my energy or making sure that I take care of my physical self, it always works. Yeah. Always. It doesn't fail. So, Ooh, it's painful. It's painful. The truth is painful. Um, if somebody is listening now and they're already burned out and they're just like, I can't even get out of bed. I don't even know how I'm at work right now. Like what is one thing that you would say, um, to encourage them or to, to help them take that next step? The first thing I would say is to every extent that you are capable of doing so, remove as many expectations that you've placed on yourself as possible. Wow. Because pulling that back will give you some space and energy that you don't realize you've been just spinning on a hamster wheel in your Mm -hmm. head to make some of the decisions that will make your life easier, whether that's So with the pandemic, and I always deal with seasonal depression, my husband and I have started um, running the dishwasher when it's not full. Girl, that will set you free. Say it again. 
run your dishwasher when it is not full. It, if your sink is empty and there is something dirty in the dishwasher, just run it. Just run <laughs> it, man. I I I saw so true story. One of my friends, Jill uh, at Lettering Express, she she posted this thing. Somebody wrote about that on Instagram. It was like a mental health expert, and they're like, "You can run your dishwasher twice if the dishes aren't clean. Don't do the work of like washing yeah. them to wash them." And this lady talked about how it set her free, and Jill posted that, and I was like, oh, my God. And then last week, I was like, I don't have to wait till it's full. I pay for this water. <laughs> I'm going to pay for it. And I was like, I texted Jill, and I was like, this has set me free. And it's like we've built up these rules and expectations of ourselves that, well, the dishwasher has to be full so that we get the most value out of the water and the soap that we're putting in it. And it's like, it'll cost you like 10 or 50 cents. Just run the dishwasher. Make your life easier. And you have to remove that oh, expectation first because if you don't, you'll just feel guilty about it and you'll keep feeling guilty and wasting the energy oh, man. on that spiral when you don't have to. You could be using that to help pull yourself out of whatever you're dealing with right now because it's not a matter of if you're going to get stressed out or if you're going to... I mean, it's just when. It's going to happen. Life is going to come at you yeah. and you are going to land sideways at some point in your life. Yeah. And... Those little things, it doesn't seem like a big difference, but they add up so quickly. They do. Oh my gosh, they do. And like little stuff like that, that we just don't even think about. We've been so trained and conditioned and we don't even question it. And then you you finally do something different. You're like, am I going to get grounded? Like what's happening? (laughs) Is my mom here? Um, Like, but little things like that, like you're saying, oh, so much freedom. And it's just like, for me, when I was, uh, it was way back in 2018 when I was in a severe depression. It was just things like my therapist told me at one point, she's like, you can let your room get dirty. And I was like, what? I'm sorry. Can you email Deborah and let her know? <laughs> my mom doesn't care. I don't live in her house. But like, you know, we think that when you're little, you clean your room. And so that's the thing that you do. And like, it's okay. Like yesterday I was like, I'm not making my bed. I'm just not going to. Cause I don't, ha- I don't want to, and I don't have to. And Guess what? No one cares. <laughs> there's life there's, goes on. <laughs> there's a meme on the internet that says that therapists are just um, common sense, like filters for your life. Oh man! Yeah. And I'm like, never have there been truer words. I know it's so real. It's so real. And so yeah, anyone listening, you have permission to run a half full dishwasher and not make your bed. We're gonna love you no matter what. <laughs> nobody's yeah. nobody's keeping score. You're not, you're not gonna get a what is it report card for your chores. And and that's why I always come back to the individuality of all of it is because for one person, making their bed could be the one thing that they take two minutes to do and it makes them feel better for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And for one person, it's the thing that sets them free. Yeah. And being able to find that difference and what it is for you instead of saying, well, so-and-so said that this is exactly what I have to do to have you know the best schedule or the most mm. productivity. Or Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm the person like every day I wake up and I make my bed. It's like natural. It's automatic. But at the same time, there's days where I'm like, I don't have to, and I don't want to, and I don't feel like it. I am set free. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So if I wanted to switch back to the productivity side of things, let's say I want to really attack next week. I want to put something in practice. I've heard you with the energy. And so I'm going to, I've done my tracking the ebb and flow, right? Mm-hmm. The highs and lows, which I am going to do. I can't wait to do that again. But what is the next step? What is something we can start Monday 
besides just the tracking, is there anything that we can just say, yes, this is, this is going to be a good baby step for me? Assuming that next week is likely already booked, I'm actually... You're so smart. It is. It's so full. I'm, I'm actually going to suggest two weeks out. Okay. Um, she already knows my schedule. It's <laughs> terrifying. So most of us are always... You're hired. Super booked for the next week. It and just... Then... It, it, side note, but it freaks me out when people are like, are you busy on Tuesday? I'm like, it's Friday. Of course I'm busy Tuesday. <laughs> and at this point, I'm busy till May 5th. So I'm sorry. So... This is kind of like a next week into the week after, but look at your schedule and find the non-negotiables, the things that have to happen. And then what could you push? Yeah. What could you, and this a lot depends on individually. So for me, I don't do well with a day stacked of calls or meetings or lots of external energy input. Mm -hmm. So if you have a day and you're that type of person where calls exhaust you, do you have to have all of those calls that day? Mm, yeah. Push one to the week out. And then when you're looking longer term, just make that a rule that you don't book that many calls or that you have a certain amount of buffer between those calls mm-hmm. so that you can take a break, walk away from your desk, do a thing, finish your grocery list, whatever it may be yeah. to give yourself a reset. Um, and, I use meetings and kind of like project work as the two main buckets to consider because those are generally the two different energy types. You're either getting energy from people or giving energy to people. You're either getting energy from being alone and working really deep on a project or you're giving energy because you're a people person and having those two. um, Those are really the easiest places to start. And then you can break out the meeting type side into appointments. When I have doctor's appointments, always go at the end of a day. Which, by the way, you saw that last year, and it blew my mind. It changed my whole life. Because, I, I, again, it was something I was trained. I'm like, you better get in early. And I'm like, no, I better not waste the most precious three hours of my day in the waiting room. I would rather punch myself in the throat. So, like, now, my last dentist appointment, I took your advice. It was at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was like, amazing. This is the best thing ever. Well, and for some people, have an appointment day. Just do a whole day yeah. where you go get your hair done and you go see your dentist. And, and oh sometimes that works. And sometimes I do that because I like it and then I'm exhausted and then I know I will rest that weekend. Yeah. But other times it's like, I only do my appointments after 2 p.m. And so I just, any day after 2 p.m., just pick one. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I started, um, I use this calendar now. It's called You Can Book Me. And mm-hmm. it has changed my life. It makes me feel like I have an assistant because (laughs) I, and, and recently I even took the three days I had open for appointments and I really pulled it back to one and a half Yeah, because I was like, I'm getting too tired and it's, everyone wants time, which I'm happy to give when I have the energy for it and I'm having less energy for it. So using that calendar has to a taken a lot of the mental load of how about Tuesday? Well, I'm not free Tuesday, but how about Wednesday? And how about, and it feels you know, there's so much in that back and forth. And even with my friends who I want to see, a lot of times I'll be like, I would rather meet you during the day. Please use this link. And it's not impersonal, but it'll just make the process faster and easier for everybody. And so using that has transformed my life. Um, and that's how I used for the, even the podcast bookings. But, um, so something like that has really, really helped. But I, again, I cannot stress enough for our female listeners, which is 90% of you, 
if you're not tracking your cycle, you need to be because you really do girl, you have different energy based on which week of the month it is. And so I know when, and I call them after the four seasons. So like when I'm in my autumn winter, I just, I book maybe one third of normally what I would, because I just don't have the energy to do it. So have you done any research on that? I am definitely not an expert, but I do utilize it for myself. I booked this this week because I'm in my ovulation cycle and I have my most amount of energy for dealing with people. So like it, using that to your advantage is really helpful. And I got into cycle tracking years ago, years ago, probably Mm -hmm. five to seven years ago because I was tracking my symptoms for health issues and chronic illness and such, um, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And so I did it for that purpose, but unintentionally fell down the rabbit hole into paying attention to how I feel during each one of them. And then I found experts like Barry on Barry and people who talk about that, Mm -hmm. um, extensively and that's their, their expertise and they're brilliant at it and being able to apply that. Um, and I love bringing experts in with my clients to talk about that for them because I am really good at the the strategy and the scheduling and the energy management on that daily cycle. And then when you apply the two together, I mean, just, yeah, it is mind blowing. And I think you do the cycle tracking thing for like two months and you will see a dramatic difference. And so now, like I said, I used to be so guilty. I still am to a certain extent booking tomorrow on today's energy. I would be like, Uh yeah. So I would be in my high energy week of the month. And I'd be like, yes, yes, yes. And then two weeks later when those appointments said, I'm like, what did I do to myself? I hate myself. Why did I do this? And zooming out and looking at things. Okay. First, that's where I look at it on on the big scale is like, okay, what? And I literally put it on my calendar and I'm like, what Mm -hmm. week of the month is it? I can already anticipate how my energy and, and everyone's different, right? But once you know what works for you, you can utilize it. And then within the day, I'm like, okay, mornings are my time. Within the bigger picture, within the smaller picture, it is so much easier when I pay attention to it. Now, it does take my yeah. commitment to do that. Um, oh, my gosh. We could talk all day. All day because I want to know all your secrets. Um, but before we go, let's do some rapid fire questions. Hannah, are you ready? I am ready. I want to get like one of those boo boo, like a buzzer or something. I think it'd be so fun. I don't know how to do that. Um, okay, Hannah, what is one random thing that you've purchased an inexpensive item that has changed your life? Inexpensive. Um, I have purchased something inexpensive, but it has not got here yet. And I expect it to change my life. it? (laughs) It is timer caps for medicine bottles. Oh, because I have to take a Claritin every night because otherwise I am a zombie. I have such bad allergies here in Oklahoma. Yeah. And every night I will take it either right before I lay down or after I lay down. And, you know, my husband and I have this journal we complete every night and sometimes I'll do it after that. And without fail, and it's only been really bad for like the last month, I'm like, and you're not supposed to take more than one Claritin yeah. a day. So I'm like, did I? Did I, I don't not? want to take another one if I've already oh, man. taken it. But if I don't take it, I'm going to feel terrible. So um, I that's so funny. have to credit my husband because he's like, just buy one. You need this. Gosh, Randy. I know. He's changing lives. He really is. Um, but that is, and it's like $15 for five of them. Oh my gosh. And it tells you how long since the last time you opened your bottle. Oh, wow. It's just got a little 
um, digital clock that you know counts up the minutes and the hours and I'm like this is going to change everything it's going to change it all oh my gosh that's awesome um I recently not recently a couple years ago I found this thing I I love a good bath okay yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna apologize for that but there's this thing I don't even know what it's called it's like this plastic suction cup thing (laughs) it goes over the backup drain okay so you can fill your tub fuller Oh, I need one of these. Girl, I need to find the link and send it to you. But yes. I've got the bamboo tray. I've got the bath pillow. But that that overflow drain cover thing, it was like $20. And I'm like, this is overpriced for a piece of plastic. But I'm like, it's not. I use it all the time. All the time. That has been... Like, another three inches of water is massive luxury. It so is. <laughs> it is so much. I don't know how that's possible. Um, but, yeah, it's tra- it's changing my life. Um now that we're winding down from mm-hmm. coronavirus, what is your next travel destination? We have been talking a lot about this, and I don't think we have decided yet, but it's either going to be somewhere within four hours of us, just a, a drive that we can take mm-hmm. the dogs that's like in the middle of the woods or something, or somewhere on a beach. Oh, yes. Um just something that is like Wi-Fi incapable, do not contact mm. me for two weeks. Yes. Um, that is very much my whatever trip I take next. I, that it that is a requirement. That's amazing. I just booked again. I already said this, but I'm really excited. I just booked a trip to Universal to see Harry Potter. I've been. It's so much fun. One day at, we had two days at Universal. One day at Harry Potter, and then we're we're taking seven days. So we're gonna drive to the beach a couple days. Yeah. And I have not been on a vacation, and I don't even know how long. So I'm very excited about it. Even though it's Florida, I mean, you know. It is Florida. As long as the Harry Potter rides stay up, when we were there, once one went down. Don't tell me this. I know. Oh, no. Just be ready, because they will announce it over the speakers, and you have to run. But okay. they are so worth it. Okay. I got it. I'm, gonna, I'm ready to run. <laughs> um, what is something from, or in around Vegas, Okay, you're from there, what's something that people don't no, or that's not common, but they would love it if they knew it, if they were going. That is a really good question. Thank you. So much has changed since I left because Vegas is just... It's never the same. It's never the same. Um, for me, there are like two constants. Yeah. One is this amazing high-end, been-there-forever Italian restaurant off the strip called Nora's. Oh, my gosh, girl. It's, like, almost lunchtime. I know. And yeah, you're it, hurting my feelings right it's now. really good. Wow, okay. Um, Nora's. There's also a really amazing, I don't know if it's still open, um, called Osaka. Very traditional mm. Japanese restaurant, I believe. And So we should go because it would be a business expense because we're talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. Let's go. Um, I love food. And then the other <laughs> side of it, the non-food side of it, is um, there is a, it's called Red Rock Canyon. It's mm-hmm. kind of a national park, but not like a big national park. Right outside of Vegas, um, if you take Charleston all the way, don't ask me my directions right now, but one of it's the fair. directions, yeah. go all the way out towards the mountains that are red. And go in a direction <laughs> towards the red mountains. That sounds like a treasure map. Um, and... 
they have this like 13 mile loop that you can drive that just winds through. And there's um, a couple stops off of there that have some really great hiking. And that was where I went every Saturday and Sunday at like wow. six in the morning when they opened, like that was the thing that got me through everything, wow. um, was going hiking up there and I would just rock climb all the way up there and I would sit there with my AirPods on in one ear and I would not AirPods, just headphones. Cause it was an iPod back then. Oh yeah. Um, throwback. <laughs> throwback. And I would sit up there and I would watch the sunrise over the mountains oh and listen gosh. to the birds. And then I would like see the park fill up with people and I'd be like okay it's time to go parking lot's full I'd start climbing down and by the time I got out it was like sweltering and I was like okay and then you can drive the whole 13 mile loop with the windows down um just going like 25 miles an hour with the wind in your hair and your music cranked up oh that's heaven yeah I here's the thing I want to be an outdoor person and I am not (laughs) like I think I posted this on Instagram the other day it was like the most outdoorsy I am is like when I go outdoors to pick up my Amazon packages Mm mm-hmm but for all my friends listening, I want to play outside, but I need you to take me there because I just don't know what to do. I go outside and I'm like, I'm here. I don't know what to do now that I'm here in the outdoors. But yeah, I I did get a river sport pass. So like I will go kayaking this summer a lot, which I went last year and it was really fun. So I'm just not, I'm not a water outdoors person. Oh, I am. I'm like a... I'm like, what is a hiking? Do I do I need to like buy a shoe? I don't know. Hike I don't understand. Hiking is a hiking is a mystery has ranges. To me. <laughs> there's there's the tennis shoe hiking and then there's like the hiking. I need to <laughs> there is the hiking. I need to learn I need a tennis shoe hike first. Yeah. I need a friend um to yeah, take me on a hiking. Glass Mountain. Hey, I don't okay. Where is that? It's like four hours northwest of here and it's like the worst staircase you've ever been on in your life. And then it's completely flat on top of a mountain. Okay. Um, and the staircases. My glutes man-made. are already hurting. Yeah. But okay. it's, it's really cool. And it's called Glass Mountain because there's a, a rock type there that glitters like glass. Oh, sweet. That's cool. Okay. I, wow. I'm learning so many things, Hannah. Thank you so much for hanging out um, with me today and coming from the farm. Thank you for to having the city. me. I know. <laughs> Hiked all the way out. Here the all, of I did a hike um, to here. Um, now, for the listeners, if they want to follow up with you, um, tell us where to find you on the World Wide Web. The best place to find me is on Instagram at Hannah Keys with so two many S's. extra S's. So three S's. Three S's total, but Keys, um, it's Hannah, H A N N A H. And then Keys is K-E-Y-E-S. S-S. S-S, two extra S's. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Sweet. Instagram. And then, uh, yeah, we, I hope that, oh gosh, I hope that our listeners connect with you and have learned something powerful and exciting. I sure did. I'm more inspired to like nap and rest than ever. Give yourself grace because intentional hustle is, is the goal. Yeah, intentional. Girl, I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. And that's all for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you are encouraged and empowered to go tackle whatever today brings. And make sure you check out the show notes for anything we mentioned in the episode today. If you want to dig a little deeper or find out more information. And as always, please share this podcast, this episode with anybody that you think might enjoy it. 
rate and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. And uh, I just am so grateful that you're here listening. Now go punch today in the face. <laughs>